Do you ever want to dive deeper into the Bible, but you just don't know where to begin or struggle to feel like you even have the time? When you read the Bible, do you get frustrated because you know there's so much more in there? You just have no clue how to get it out? Or maybe you want to know the Bible better and you're looking for any resource to help. Then this is a podcast for you. Welcome to the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We're sisters. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And we love to study the Bible and we love to help others understand it better. When it comes to our own study of scripture, we have found that in bringing back the context of scripture, it adds to our understanding and actually adds color to the black and white pages of the text. All right, Erica, we are in our fun little series mm-hmm. of short episodes right. answering questions. And I will say we have actually pulled these questions right. from social media. From a listener. Yes. I think this actually was Abby's and Esther's. Oh, okay. Yes. So, um, and I probably should say, in case people think we're amazing, our kids have been upstairs on screens <laughs> that's for funny. over an hour. Yes. So, in case you think that's where our kids are right now, we're hiding downstairs. We're hiding in the basement, and they are watching watching something. Yes, it works. It keeps them quieter, even though it I was. think they're moving. Right. But the question is kind of a two part. What's our testimony? Right. And what started us down this road of digging into the context and culture of the Bible? Right. Do you want to start with your testimony? Sure. Since it's essentially mine. <laughs> right. Well, um, we grew up in a Christian home. We were very blessed yep. to have parents who loved the Lord. And, and always, grandparents. And grandparents. And always encouraged us to study the Bible And when I was, um, I became a believer when I was four. And then at the age of 13, uh, some things happened and God just made it obvious. He was calling me into the ministry. And the only thing I can think is, Veronica, at that point, he put it in my heart to go to Israel. Really? Because it just always. I'm clearly hearing that for the first time. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I've ever. I was thinking about this through this question and Mm -hmm. I realized I just always wanted to go because to me it made the most sense. If I was going to study the Bible and I thought I was supposed to be a single woman missionary Mm -hmm. and I thought if I'm going to study the Bible, I might as well go to where it was written, to the people who it was given and learn from them. So even at that age, I wanted to go to Israel to understand the Bible better. And after graduating from Moody Bible Institute, I went to Israel and got a master's degree from Jerusalem University College. And that, that Veronica just opened my eyes in huge ways. Um, The school's main point was that you should see the land with your feet. So they took us all over Israel. We were constantly walking places, but I had an amazing prof that very much wanted you to understand the lay of the land and how it influenced the Bible, the culture of the land and how it influenced the Bible, the language of the land and how it influenced the Bible. And all of a sudden, it was just like the Bible was being colored in. Hmm. You know, I could hear it. I could feel it. I could smell it. And it made me very 
secure in the fact that the Bible was written by people who knew what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. For me, the best apologetic was going to Israel and learning about the culture because it made the Bible make sense. It just all of a sudden went, oh, these people understand. They're not some foolish person who's just writing random stories. They're not myths or legends. The people that wrote scripture knew the culture. They knew the land. They knew exactly what they were writing about. Mm -hmm. And they make sense when you put it back into it. You know, for instance, with David and Goliath, they... um. My professor talked about Israel being a mouse nation, mm -hmm. a little nation. They're landlocked. There are these huge nations like Assyria and Babylon. Those are cat Egypt. nations. Egypt. They can get really big. But Israel is a mouse nation. And then you have the Philistines, and they're a mouse nation. So you have these two mice nations fighting. But because of where the Philistines are on the coast, coast they can get bigger, and they're stronger. Well, and they like that Israel's not united. So when Saul becomes king and tries to unite the land, they're not happy because a united mouse is harder to fight against. Mm -hmm. And so they start pushing in to stop Saul from uniting the land. Well, they go up a specific valley, and at the end of the valley is Gibeah, where Saul's capital is. So they're trying to get to Saul's capital, but guess what city they're going to go through to get to Saul's capital? Bethlehem. Oh. Who's from Bethlehem? David. David. So David's family is in danger. And that's why his dad sends his brothers to fight in the army. Hmm. Because their family will die if the Philistines make it through the valley. And that's why David's so interested in this fight. Because his family's on the road to Saul's capital city. You know, so just stuff like that where when you begin to connect the story mm -hmm. back to the land, back to the culture. You it makes sense. It. It, it, yeah, you understand it. You go, oh, you know what the Philistines were doing was very smart mm -hmm. and totally made sense what they were trying. God had other plans, thankfully, and mm -hmm. so they failed. But that just to, to understand the Bible from that perspective, to have it come alive, to me, it was just all of a sudden within the depth of my soul, it was like, this Bible's real. Mm -hmm. This book is real. What it's telling me is real. This God is real. And so I think one of the best ways to teach your kids apologetics is to take them back to culture mm -hmm. and context and have them see the Bible from that perspective. Because once you get it rooted in their minds, this is real. Mm -hmm. The world is going to have a much harder time convincing them it's fake. Right. But you first have to understand it's real. Right. It really happened. So you that's have to make it come alive. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's my short testimony. <laughs> Does that and make how sense? you got into it. And that's yes. fascinating because I was actually thinking, I don't know what Erica started Erica down this way. Yeah. But it is what brought you and your husband together because he went to Jerusalem University. Yes college at a separate time yeah and his mom and our mom started talking and, oh <laughs> yes. well you should have your son talk to my daughter because she's heading there and he's been there and yes the rest is history as they say our moms 18 take credit. years later yes. <laughs> we're still together yes but my testimony is similar to erica's group in a christian home since we were sisters yep but never really just always read my Bible and did all of that, engaged my faith, started Bible studies in um, high school, had Bible studies meeting after school in a public school, went off to college. I was a pastor's wife for 18 years, leading Bible studies, 
doing all kinds of stuff. But what was always fascinating is I would, I was in Alaska, I'd come back to Michigan for the summer to see family for a month with the kids because my husband was fishing all the time and when he's tired with it's not always good when people are tired <laughs> right we all need a break yes and so I would come back here and I'd go to church and there'd be a couple times I'd hear Erica's Brian getting to preach for whatever reason and so but he would always bring in and I couldn't remember if it was the Good Samaritan, I think, was the first oh, time I heard him preach. Yeah. And the way he brought to life what the Levite had to think through and the priest had to think through. It was more than just they're selfish, they're greedy, they're right. in a hurry. He really brought out of, he, if if the priest does this, if the Levite does that, right. here's how it affects the rest of the week, here's how it affects the family because of all the regulations they have about staying pure before going to the temple, before taking sacrifices in the tithes and offerings and I just went oh there really is a thought process here right and he Brian Erica's Brian just took it and opened it up so much and it was like oh wow right and then he taught on uh I asked him one time I'm like okay I'm memorizing the sermon on the mount and what is a good eye and a bad eye and he right. was like oh it's an idiom and a good eye is a generous person a a bad eye is a stingy person mm -hmm. and it was like how do you know this how are you finding this out and because I live 3,000 miles away right. <laughs> right. and it was before technology was super great on like Facebook live right. and zoom and all that it's like I want to learn this and I don't right. get to go to your church or your bible studies mm -hmm. and so Erica's Brian was like okay I'm gonna give you a list of books then yep and that was my Christmas gift one year right was four <laughs> different books right not necessarily commentaries no I don't think so and so he went here you go and it was perfect timing because I was just it was winter it was Christmas and in the next um summer next fall I was going to teach a bible study by Dwight Pryor oh, called such an Behold amazing the Man it's a right. video series it has a workbook, and it brings to life this culture and context. And it was like, okay, I'm going to teach something and stand up there, and I really don't know enough. Right, right. And so I, as the teacher, I need to have more information to supplement, to help say, here you go. Right. So Brian's books he gave me were excellent, but I do think he learned not to start with. He, I was going to say that he felt really bad later because he gave you hardcore books and he went, oh, yeah, most people can't start like that. Your sister's disciplined enough. She can. But so what we want to do today is give you some of those books, some of those resources. Yeah, because that's how I've been learning. That's I, how we all learn. But because I'm sitting here going, oh, to go to Israel would be fascinating and incredible. Right. But, but not, not everyone can. So what we can do is say, OK, here's right. the next Right. Not the next best thing, but closer. Because right. you can only learn so much, even in Israel. Right. You know, we were there, but we haven't been there in years. Right. But we've continued to study mm -hmm. and to expand on our knowledge. So even if you never make it to Israel, you can still learn. Mm -hmm. So my first person I would recommend, he has passed, is Dwight Pryor. Oh, and amazing. His, his tw it's a 12-week Bible study, video-driven. So you listen to him lecture. And the note, the workbook that goes with it is basically his notes. So you can take your own notes, you can read it. But that would be my first resource. What would be yours? Probably I would do Lois Tverberg. Mm -hmm. That was next on my list. Um, she has three books. And I, what's the? Walking. Walking in the, in the dust, dust of the of, rabbi. Mm -hmm. Sitting. At the feet of Rabbi Jesus. And then reading the Bible. Yep. That Jesus read, right? Yeah, Isn't something that, like that. Yeah. 
Um, and the first one she co-authored with Anne Spangler. Yep. So that's how you know it's the first one. Those are excellent resources. Yes. Just easy, small snippets. Yep. Just to get started and see what this is like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My next one, and by the way, that is not who Brian gave me. <laughs> My next no. one would be uh, Marvin Wilson. Oh. Our father Abraham. Yeah. He started you with that one, didn't That's he? That's what he started yeah, with. Yeah, you, you need to work into that one. Yes. But it is good. It is. It's deep. So, but but I was able, brand new to this, able to read it. It's just realized it's not an easy read like Lois Tverberg. She yeah. gives you nuggets. Yes. Here's a thought. Here's a thought. Right. Marv Wilson goes, here's the history. Right. But it was right. fascinating. Right. So that would be my next recommendation. Um, And then I had First Roots of Zion, and I was going to look this up, and I forgot um, anything by them I would yep. recommend. They have magazines. They have books. But they have some really small books. Mm-hmm. Um, Israel Matters. Yeah. The new, the Covenant Renewed. Restoration. Yep. The Tent of David. Yep. Kosher Food. Yeah. Sabbath. They have like a short series of just small books even on like Sabbath, tithing, mm-hmm. festivals. I would recommend anything by them. Yep. Would be a great way to start. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, and I know this because there's a, a lady um, I know of who is... Um, well, there's the Hebrew Roots Movement. Yes. And there's a lot of, how do I say this? You have to be careful. Right. You have to be careful. We're not here advocating a Gentile becomes a Jew. Right. We have never. And we don't never, take on the Jewish. No. Identity. Right. There's Jew and there's Gentile. And we are called to remain what God created us as. Just like yep. there's men and there's women. Yep. <laughs> and we are called to remain what God created us as. And so... These are resources we trust yes. that we know maintain that line as well. Right. Good And point. respect that line. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have other resources, feel free to ask us about. Right. Uh, but these we know. Right. We trust these, these men and women. I have one more. Oh. Brad Young. Oh, yes. He, I forgot about him. That was one your husband yeah. gave me quickly after my first yeah. three books. Then he goes, okay, here's this one. Um, the Jewishness yeah. of Jesus, Paul. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's got some easy, he's easy to read as well. He is. I like Lois Tverberg and Brad Young yeah. would be, okay, here's easy to digest. Yes. Not going to overwhelm you. Yeah. And then when you're ready for that, I would move to. There's Kenneth Bailey. Yes. Then I would move to like the First Fruits of Zion. You yeah. need a little bit to wet your feet. And shelves. Mm-hmm. You need to I create I would start shelves. with Lois Verberg and Brad yeah. Young. Yeah. Because they keep it very simple, not too deep. Marv Wilson, First Fruits of Zion would be, yeah. okay, I've got those shelves. Now let's go a little bit deeper. Yeah, and if you've got a group, Dwight Pryor's Bible study. Yes. Unfortunately, he is now with Jesus. Well, fortunately for him, yes. but unfortunately for us, because anything that man taught. Yep. I have learned and re-listened to so much of his teaching. Mm-hmm. Center for Judaic Christian Studies is the ministry he started. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, his wife, Karen, still puts is she out still? occasionally like a devotional. Right. But he, that man was amazing. Yes. So anything he wrote or spoke. Yep. But he'd probably be more second tier as well. Right. So what we're trying to do is help you see, you might go, okay, we've been listening to you for a while. Some of right. this is always brand new. Where do I start? We right. don't want to overwhelm you. Right. And we realize you need shelves to put this on and to start. Mm-hmm. So start simple. Yeah. Start teething on this. Yep. 
And then when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And as always, we're always here for extra ideas because we could go deeper. Right. But we're not going to yet. Right. Because one day. Well, yes. But there are, if you go, okay, I've done all that. What's the next? Right. Because I am always coming back to Brian. Has he given you Mark Nanos yet? Yes. I haven't even cracked (laughs) on Romans. I have. I will honestly, I think I got that two years ago for Christmas. Yeah, he's deep. And I still haven't even opened it up yet because it's like, oh. So, yes, there is more shelves. We can go deeper. (laughs) And as always, we always can go to Erica's Brian and go, hey. Yes, he's always got new. Yes. What's the new commentaries you're reading? So, we hope you've enjoyed this. Those were some great questions. So, thank you, Abby and Esther. We hope it satisfied your curiosity. Yeah. And if not, jump on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, and ask us, okay, you said this. What do you mean? Yes. So thanks for joining us and have a good day. Bye-bye.